what I wanted to get started with today before we, we really got into the meat and potatoes of what Adam and I will be discussing today on Double A, um, I wanted to, one, um, I guess, boost um, a, a crowdfunding campaign that's going on right now, which by the time this um, podcast goes up might have, I don't know, something like uh, maybe 15 days to go, maybe 17 days to go. So it's still very much in relevant sort of um, crowdfunding time. Um, and that is the reprint of, well, and this is the, the second part of the announcements where both Adam and I recognize that we've been mispronouncing this since day Especially one. Especially myself. I've been mispronouncing it constantly. I mean, Gladiola was not right. Like, not even a little bit. It's not It's not Glaciola. It's not Gladiola. Those are both apparently wrong. Yeah, they're just completely wrong. I mean, the benefit of seeing it spelled out helped. Uh, it's Gla- Gla- Gladiola. Gleolia? I don't even know where to be. It, there's an A, an E, and an O. Can All you, of the vowels. Can you spell it out? Yes. G-L-A-E-O-L-I-A. Okay. Right. Yeah. Uh, for those, <laughs> just to confirm for folks, this is the, um, it's the anthology series that's been coming out of which was the particular publisher again? Uh, Glacial Press. Right. This is, uh, it, it's a gla- gla- Glacier is it just Glacier Press? Glacial? I think it's Glacial. Well, now now we're all discovering we don't know anything. Hang on. Uh, so we're going to we're gonna make we sure we know what we're this, doing. We apologize for this, folks. This is very unprofessional, at least on my end. Um, um, like I'm, so, Glacier. Glacier Bay Books. Wow. That's right. I was, Glacier. Do, do that's what I thought, because I mix it up also. Do we just want to start again right. at this no. point? <laughs> um, really, right. So really great. Independent Manga Press puts out lots of really interesting stuff, uh, like F, which is one of the most out there comics you're ever going to read about the Fukushima earthquake and nuclear meltdown, as well as several other really great series, many a number of which we talked about a couple essays, a couple episodes ago. Yeah, um, and we did mention then that they were founded in 2019, 2020. Um, they are a U.S.-based Ignatz award-winning. That's right. They're a big deal. Publisher. So speaking of Small Press Expo, the Ignatz are their awards. So right. uh, they are. And these are comics that are not the sorts of comics you'll see in something like Shonen Jump, like Naruto or Bleach right. or um, Chainsaw Man, shall we say. These are much more uh, independent. Yeah. Much. They're really pushing the boundaries of what you can get away with in Japanese comics. Yep. So, and Glaolia is their flagship anthology series. Um, the first volume of which is now well and truly out of print. And a little while ago I went on their website and, uh, wanted to see if I could get it. And it turns out that it it was gone. Um, but they, they said, Hey, look, sign up here, put your email down. If you want to, to get updates, um, to, you know, see if, if there's going to be a reprint. And it turns out that there is going to be a re- reprint. However, it hinges on whether this crowdfunding campaign of $12,000 will be successful. Right. This is a relatively small operation. This is a studio that continuously puts out artists, like many of whom have never been published in the United States right. before. And especially, I'm sure we're seeing places like Twitter currently having serious problems for all kinds of reasons. It's more important than ever that we go out of our way to support these smaller publications to make sure that they have the resources they need to continue to release cool stuff. And so the people who publish stuff there can feed themselves. 
So by all means, support this project if you can. Lots of really interesting stuff that they put out and a chance to get your whole, to get your hands on some award-winning, well-reviewed books by everyone from the Comics Journal mm-hmm. to uh, us two people on the podcast. So yep. very and interesting stuff. I will be I will be backing this project, um, and I hope that yeah, uh, Alex you guys putting his as money well. where his mouth is right I, there. It literally will be, but yeah. not I haven't done it yet. So I'll, to be clear, I will be doing it. Yeah, I I uh, own volumes two and three, but there volume one seems to be going as well. So I may take a look at that just to own the complete collection. Oh, and it, yeah, it seems that volume two is now officially out of stock and right. unavailable as well, and. Um, um, there is currently the same form that there, there was for volume one. And if people are interested, they should uh, fill out. So um, if like myself, you kind of missed the, the boat on that one, do fill out the form. They clearly pay attention. Um, they don't have that big of an audience clearly, right. but if you engage with them, you know, that's a good way to see results. So, yeah. And if you want more stuff in this vein, like a uh, Glacier Bay books, right. Is one of these presses alongside other pr- small presses like starfruit books i mean if you're an indie comics artist from japan horror comics artists from japan especially like starfruits books as i'm putting out a bunch of those recently it's really important that we support these smaller operations that are dealing with comics that a lot of the larger operations just won't touch true yeah facts you know what is not a small operation adam i'm really confused alex how about you tell me <laughs> Chainsaw Man. Chainsaw Man. Chain- oh, wait a minute, there, Alex! Look there behind goes you. Emergency vehicle. Is that the Shonen Jump Devil down the street? Oh crap! <laughs> oh no! Yeah, I mean, as we all know, the way that devils work is that the more scared you are of something, the more powerful that devil is going to be. Anyway, we thought we thought we should talk about it. The show's airing right now. We're four episodes in. Well, we might be like five or six five, by, by yeah, the time this that, airs. That is true. But... That's true. But when we're recording this, we're uh, four episodes in. We were talking about doing an episode on the show a couple weeks ago. Uh, why why didn't we, really? Um, I think we were waiting on the anime. We also decided to do Look Back first. Right. Um, Look Back also by... So I should we should say to start off. So Chainsaw Man is a Shonen Jump series, the Shonen Jump magazine that also published Naruto, Bleach, Jujutsu Kaisen, etc., My Hero Academia. Um, Chainsaw Man is drawn by a guy named Tatsuki Fujimoto, whose original series in Shonen Jump, as far as I know, or his first long-running series, was a series called Fire Punch, I think was originally published online. And I think Chainsaw Man was the first of his series to sort of be a fit, like long-running series be officially published in a magazine. Fire Punch yeah. has a lot of, like, I haven't read it, but I've heard it has a lot of really violent, fairly X-rated stuff in it for a title published under the magazine's umbrella. I also have not read it, but I have it on my shelf, right? And I plan to read it. So I've heard it's extremely bonkers. We will talk. We will a hundred percent talk boy. about it at some point. Yeah, but but yeah, the the anime is coming out. This is, I mean, Shonen Jump is always popular. Stuff like My Hero Academia was a huge deal when that came out. Stuff like Jujutsu Kaisen did incredibly well. Chainsaw Man is interesting because it's taken until now for an anime production to come out, and yet the comic itself was already extremely popular. So I get the impression a lot of people in the industry were looking at it and saying, well, if it's already this big, how much bigger is it going to get? Um, and we're still sort of seeing it play we'll out. See. I mean, I think with the anime airing four episodes in, um, it seems fairly big on social media. It's crashed Crunchyroll several times where the anime is airing. Um, we'll have to see that. just how big it gets. Well, and and the anime seems determined 
to be an event. Right. I mean, even down to the fact that every single ending is different for at sure. this point. And we're going to talk about that. Although, so Alex, you mentioned, like we usually do when we talk about this stuff. First, we want to talk a little bit about what how we first got into it. So I was wondering... Um, so I just put my hands on the table. So I've read all of Chainsaw Man up to the most recent chapters, like beyond the first arc, right. which I think is the focus of what most people are going to be talking about for the next couple right. of years. Which that are, is like a complete story. Right, right. which you're now reading on the Shonen Jump app because we have not yet gotten volume 12 in print. Right. But uh, Alex, I know things are a little different for you. Like, do you want to explain what your experience of Chainsaw Man was? Sure. Um, so I am mostly caught up myself. So I have started reading into the current arc on the Shonen Jump app. However... Right. My experience of getting into Chainsaw Man was a little bit bumpier. And I think the things that make it bumpier are interesting for us to talk about potentially. Yeah. Well, while we're um, at it, I guess, do you want, do you want to like explain, cause we haven't done like a plot summary or anything. What this stuff oh, is about. True. Do you want to talk about like, as oh, yeah, you yeah. experienced it, like what the story is about and like what stood out to you or also like what yeah. kind of stopped you from reading or what made you put it down for a hundred percent. And and that factors into it. So that's, it's perfect. It's yeah. almost like we planned this. Almost sort of. like we planned it. Um, so I got into Chainsaw Man because of word of mouth. Mm. Actually, it's because of people like Adam. It's that very much that kind of series. It like is. People are like, hey, have you read this? They'll like share a screen right. of Chainsaw Man riding a shark or something and say, have you yeah. seen this? And it was yeah. around the same time, and we'll get back to this as well, that I was getting into Jujutsu Kaisen, watching mm. the, the, the this first season of that anime, that there was this buzz going around. <laughs> buzz, get it? Sorry. <laughs> About Chainsaw Man. And uh, so I, I started reading it. And my first reaction was the sort of visceral, is this it? Yeah. To how horny the, 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 the it is. Because right. to explain and to kind of get into the plot, the story is that of Denji, this very young man who has had a very rough life, doesn't necessarily want for much in life. Like he's pretty much happy if he gets a piece of toast with jam on it, a place to sleep that isn't wet. And maybe he wants to touch a girl's right. boob. Because his he, life has been so bad right. that he hasn't had even the most simple things you might expect. Like, he's really, in some ways, he's closer to an animal than to a person. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, and I think that factors into it, right? But my first reaction was, is this it? Right. And I read through about, and it, it's also, to be clear, it is a hyper-violent story. There's a lot of guts. There's a lot yeah. of action. But wait, I think um, you're missing something, because how can it be so hyper-violent if he has a cute little dog with a chainsaw <laughs> head? Fair. Okay, let, Okay. let me let me roll it back. Okay. Um, and this is dealt with in the first very first episode right. of, the, of the anime as well, so we're not delving into huge spoiler territory. But Denji has this very rough life, but he happens about uh, upon this little dog chainsaw creature that is incredibly cute and um together uh they vow to basically make a go of it in life and he uses this chainsaw little chainsaw devil to himself become a devil hunter and try to make a living in life and more importantly pay off his family's debts right which, this is a world in which devils exist and right. this cute little dog with a chainsaw on its head is one of those devils but it's a friendly devil as far as we know as far as we know as far as we know um no spoilers there um so eventually obviously things don't quite go as planned for denji yeah he ends up getting really messed up by the people that he thought he was working for who themselves have made a deal with another devil and he for all intents and purposes ends up getting killed 
At which point he makes a deal with the Chainsaw Devil, right. and they become one entity called Chainsaw Man. Yeah. Um, and from that point onwards, shenanigans ensue. Denji is recruited by these Devil Hunters uh, to be one of them, Even and the f- government, I guess, even yeah, you can say yeah. like this isn't. I feel like in a lot of these series, it'll be oh, this is this top secret like group right. of independent people operating behind the scenes to make sure Absolutely. everything goes well. But no, like this woman just comes in and says, okay, you get a sweet but, government job now to some degree. But it's critical because it plays by the beats that you would expect. Right. And it's so, so important that we mentioned this early. This is a Shonen Jump series and it plays by the beats of a Shonen Jump series. So what are those on beats? On purpose. Well, it it's, you know, young man finds power, is recruited into organization slash school slash thing where there is a rhyme and reason and order provided to the activities meets uh, a senpai, meets a sensei, meets a younger sister, meets, all of the above. Meets a sort of dark-haired rival character mm-hmm. who's very serious yep. in the tragic past. It's the Sasuke. And a female character who's yep. kind of quirky and he has to learn to get along with. Right. That's right. Um, and a love interest, arguably, that is maybe the same as his mentor figure, which what's is a little fucked the, up. Yeah. What's the name of the guy from Jujutsu Kaisen who has like the eyes that are constantly wrapped up? Oh, uh, uh, Gojo. Yeah. Like Makina yeah. and Gojo, they're not the same character. Actually, I think they're fairly different, but they have that same kind of dangerous. But they're both the mentor. They're right. they're in charge. They're they're either or like um, Eraserhead from My Hero Academia. Yeah. They're right? like the mentor who's kind of off. Right. Even more than you'd expect from yeah. a typical yeah. mentor from this kind of series. The eccentric, quirky mentor yeah. who looks out for their class. But getting in even stuff. deeper. Yeah. So very famously, Shonen Jump for the past several years has been oriented around three general keywords, which are friendship, struggle, yep. and victory. So you have your main character. Mm. Your main character makes friends. That character and their friends face these obstacles that are very difficult. They train diligently to overcome the obstacles, and then they succeed, and you feel good. But exactly then right. they face even greater obstacles, and you have to train to face those obstacles. And that particular formula has been run in just many, many iterations over the course of this magazine. It forms the backbone of like a lot of just adventure comics for boys published in Japan over the past several years. It's like what has honestly, I would say it's the formula in Japanese comics that has proven itself to be most successful in the United States. Yeah. Um, There are lots of other kinds of comics in Japan that are very successful. There are food comics. There are romance comics. As far as we know, the series, the kind of series that works incredibly well here is like the fight comic. It's like, what if you have like a cool well, sort of exotic character with superpowers who fights dangerous people and then right. fights more dangerous people on and on and on. But sorry, Alex, I want to interrupt no, you. No, no, I mean, going back to, to Naruto, Bleach, yeah. I mean, that Dragon is... Dragon Ball. Uh, One Piece. There. I mean, yeah. th- th- that is the formula. I mean, when you talk about the big free, you know, like 20 years ago and what those did and could the blueprint that we've followed ever since, it's, it's that. The big three being these, you know, Naruto, Bleach, One Piece, these three big series from the 2000s that succeed, sort of succeeded these older series like uh, Yu Yu Hakusho and Slam Dunk right. and Dragon Ball that all Which ended. also did some, some of that formula, but not as well, or right. not as, I guess, in an as focused of a way. Um but yeah, so so then Chainsaw Man is so very aware of that formula. And it's very self-aware. That's yes. true. Um, and it does operate within that. 
but within and and I guess let's let's put let's put the stoppers on this because it works so well within my own sort of experience with Chainsaw Man. Um, cause I stopped after about the fourth volume. Right. Uh, I stopped reading it for a variety of reasons. I was reading other things. Um, and then I didn't get back into it until later. And we can talk about that, I suppose, a little bit later, but, and, and what motivated that return. Um, but that's also, I think where we're going to cap this episode because in Adam and I's estimation, that's probably about maybe like the f- halfway through the fifth volume yeah. is where the, the first season might end. So the first season of anime, which is going to be 12 episodes so far, um, something like the first volume and a half has been covered in the first four episodes or so, like the first 11 chapters. Yeah. Um, so I'm and like guessing, the first page of the 12th chapter. <laughs> yeah. I'm guessing that volume. So I'm guessing the 12th episode is going to end somewhere either near the end of volume four or like partway through volume five is where we're heading. Yeah. Uh, Chainsaw Man's tricky because it's very influenced by film and very decompressed. And so there's all kinds of ways you could chop the action or add in extra segments or subtract segments if you wanted. And right. in fact, for the adaptation, those changes have already been going on. So we'll have to see exactly what they choose to adapt, how they choose to adapt it. All remains to be seen. And we could be entirely wrong. Uh, but what we can promise is that once the anime uh, ends... We'll probably come back and do another one of these. Oh, for sure. Uh, to touch base on it. I think by that point in time, the uh, before Chainsaw Man manga will also yeah. have come out with some of uh, Tatsuki Fujimoto's earlier works. We so want to maybe talk about yeah, that as well. We want to be a little careful about getting too much into the specifics since we know a lot of people are currently watching the show and they don't want to. Chainsaw Man's a series that has lots of really wild twists in it and they don't want to ruin that experience for people. But. I think, well, we can. It is worth That's sort of, so controlling of you, Adam. It It is worth... <laughs> sorry, I, I had to do that. Oh, boy. It, it is worth just bringing stuff up in generality. In generalities, I think there is a lot of really interesting stuff we can talk about. Um, Yeah, we'll, we'll just have to see how it turns out. Yeah, Um, we will indeed. But just to kind of get back to why I dropped off on the series. So within yeah. those first four volumes, I think there's a... A lot of emphasis on exactly that pattern pattern that you described, Adam. Right. So we're very much like we're making friends and we're 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 taking on new challenges and the but the way it plays through those beats is very raw. The mm. the uh, desires of Denji, the main character, are not very deep. It, There's nothing much... very noble about them. No, like yeah. even someone like Naruto, right? who has this tragic backstory. He's like, oh, he had a horrible demon sealed inside of him. Everyone in his village has abandoned him. All he wants, like he he plays funny tricks on people and makes people like laugh and curse at him. But all he really wants is friends and he wants to prove himself. Like this all comes from this deeply wounded kid who like wants other people to like him. Right. Uh, Denji's even lower than that. <laughs> like on the t- But we never see what he... We- like he starts so low, right? We de- we don't even see where he falls from. Yeah. Um. And that's not to say that he's not relatable, but his desires are so base that at yeah. some point you start to question: Is this is he even likable? I mean, he pretty much says, "Oh, uh, what I want from life is to eat and to sleep and to like touch a woman's boobs, and that's yeah. like what he wants." It's and maybe he wants to get a kiss at some point. I mean, yeah. we kind of graduated that after he touches. Uh, sorry, spoilers right. for episode five. He does touch the boobs, but by that, by the point, this airs incredible. No, yeah, yeah. So, um, I mean, was that something that sort of turned you off when you were reading it? Like, oh, what is this? Like, is this guy like? 
does the it, oh, author yeah. know what he's doing? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because I went into it with a bit of a preconception as well that it would be fairly crude. Mm. Um, and it very quickly confirmed that it is indeed fairly crude. And without any, you know, sort of belief or understanding that it might be more than that eventually. And right. spoilers, it is more than that eventually. And and anyone who's listened to our episode about Look Back knows that Tatsuki Fujimoto is capable of very deeply moving work. And I mean, it's not necessarily a spoiler to say that Chainsaw Man does reach those heights eventually in the manga and the buildup makes perfect sense. Right. Um, but gosh darn it, it's a buildup. Um, and I don't know whether the anime is doing a better job of that buildup versus right. the manga. I, I have not reached a conclusion on that yet. I think we need to see more of the anime before we can make that conclusion. Yeah. But it is... It's one that I can understand why people, because I was put off slightly, why you might be put off in the short term to say, is this it? Um, When you first read through it, despite the fact that like the cruder elements sort of put you off, like stuff like Denji saying, I wish I could touch a girl's boobs, stuff like him sort of lusting over Makima or power, like the sort of manga camera, like maybe leering, I'm not really sure. Was there anything that stood out to you as potentially interesting when you're reading through it or made you think, oh, I want to continue with this? uh, Well, and here's i i can't necessarily or any kind of technical expertise that you notice in the comic what i can say however and that to the extent that maybe that factored against my interest in in the manga i think it's is notable is that it plays very much like jujutsu kaisen Mm. uh in a lot of ways and that was hard for me to ignore particularly at a time when i was getting more into jujutsu kaisen yeah and i absolutely was you know, I, I kind of just drifted more in that direction because it's hard not to look at Aki and not to look at Megumi, not to look at power and not to look at Nob- Nobara. At Nobara, yeah. yeah. Um, and to draw and Denji, of course. And Yuji, I mean, you're like, not wrong. And I think Fujimoto has pointed it out also. Yeah. When it came time for a show to get adapted, it's like the same studio who did Itsu Kaisen and Dora Hidoro. Sign me up. Like Dora Hidoro is another really great series that borrows a lot of devices and tropes from like boys action comics but is like much more disgusting and paradoxically cuter i guess in a way yeah adorador is really great um Um, so so which is to say that there wasn't that much right to keep me around but what clicked for me ultimately was that i stopped reading it Mm. and then we did our episode about look back which pushed me to read look back and also goodbye airy okay because we thought we might talk about goodbye airy as well but Regardless of how much we did or didn't talk about the latter, I read both. So it wasn't until you read those two that you went, okay, there must be something more here that I'm missing. Yeah, like this guy clearly is capable of so much more. When you you went back, did he notice anything you missed the first time? Or was it more like the scenes that came later in the series or what stood out to you? I, you know, I'm so glad that I get to see it again in the anime because I did not go back and reread. I just went and started from where I left off and then I just burned through the rest of the manga. Um, and now I'm all more or less all caught up. So, yeah. Um, could you hand me the first volume of the yeah, series? Yeah. So the first volume is actually sitting right by Alex. I just wanted, since Alex has talked a bunch about his own experience reading the series, I wanted to talk a little bit about my own experience. I pretty much read all of Chainsaw Man on the Shonen Jump app, um, pretty much the whole way through. When I when I first started hearing about it, I mean, you know, just like Alex, um, I had friends who were reading through a lot of Shonen Jump comics. 
and those friends really liked Jujutsu Kaisen and thought it was very underrated. And of course, like once the anime came out, that was no longer the case. That series exploded in popularity. But my friends like didn't really know what to make of Chainsaw Man. They're like, oh, this is kind of cool, but also like the main character is kind of a jerk and doesn't really change. I don't really understand right. what's happening. And is it? And, and this is actually a key thing. Right. Is it mean spirited? Because the humor yeah. often is really at the expense. Of Denji. It has this very dark sense of humor in a way that's pretty much consistent all the way through, even in the more serious moments, which we can talk about. Um, but so I kept reading through, I get all the way, I eventually reach a certain point that I will not discuss since this is material <laughs> that the anime is not going to get to for a while. It's, I think, some of the more emotionally intense material in the whole series. But I get to that moment. I realize I'm completely caught up in the emotional storyline of what hap- of what's happening, and I realize I've reached You're the last chapter of the story, You're in too and deep. I can't. I don't know what. I'm like, oh my god! Like Tatsuki Fujimoto, you got me right. Like I couldn't believe. Yep. I got in this series expecting like a fun story about a guy who like can grow chainsaws and fights people with the chainsaws. That's all I really thought it was gonna be, and then I find myself suckered in, and suddenly you like deeply care what's happening. And of course, from that point on in the series, it's just a roller coaster all the way down in the pits of hell. Would you say that you're, I mean, I think actually this is probably true of a lot of experiences. It's right. kind of like a chainsaw, literally just the cord is being rrr, pulled and you kind of hear it yeah, rev no, and eventually true. just clicks and you just go. But it, it's funny because honestly, you know, I was reading through the series. I was thinking, oh yeah, like Chainsaw Man, it, like what you said, Alex, it really kicks in later. Yeah. Like they're, I think around volume five or six is for me. Where all yeah. the elements oh, lock oh, into place. hundred percent, yes. And it really yeah. becomes, and it's not even finished kind of escalating, but it reaches a point where you go, oh, I suddenly see why this is interesting. So but, I have a question about yeah. that. Sorry, like, hold your thought real quick, but are should we be concerned about the fact that we think that the first season of the anime can feasibly only cover... Well, really, the material before when it really kicks into gear. I think gear. it's worth thinking about. I, I did want to say, though... Um, I saw what's her name Sarah Horrocks mm-hmm. the comics artist on Twitter was her live tweeting her experience reading through Chainsaw Man and she said oh this is really well drawn this is great she posts the first page and says just look at like what an economic feat of storytelling this is and I thought that can't be right like the beginning of Chainsaw Man's only like okay it doesn't get good until later but I went back to the first volume and looked and she's right like you just look at that first page and it tells you everything you need to know it's this slow pan, like you follow the camera over to Denji. Uh, he says, tree cutting gets me 60,000 yen a month. The kidney I just sold, 1,200,000. Sold one of my nuts for how much did it go again? <laughs> Not even 100,000. That brings my debt down to 38,040,000 yen. And then uh, Pochita, the little chainsaw dog, goes, woof. And Denji says, okay, already, Pochita, I know. Let's go kill something. Just right there, that's perfect. Yeah. Like it tells you everything, like immediately about what the story is about. Right? It's about debt. It's about giving up parts of yourself to your job, like cutting Se- them off sexual bits object- by bits. Uh, sexual object- objectification as well. Yeah, it's body hard. Sold a nut. <laughs> yeah, it's having part of you stripped away, yeah. losing something that other people would sort of take for granted just to survive yeah. for another day. And then there's a little funny joke. There's a dog that barks, and Denji says, "All right, let's go murder a monster." Right. But it, it also, it's all yeah. in there. Like and it's, it's also much... the heart. It's also yeah. Oh my God, it's literally the heart of the goddamn yeah, story. It's because, true. well, again, not a spoiler because it's in the first episode. But Pachita literally replaces Denji's heart. Right. It's that relationship yeah. between the two. And as we see later on, Denji meets more people, and in typical Shonen Jump style, he becomes friends with them. Yeah. 
Um, so it, it really is all there from the start. As much as they thought, oh, like Chainsaw Man just, it takes a little while. That's not true. It's it's all there. It's just you, at least I kind of underestimated it. And to be fair, I do think the beginning is fairly rough. Um, it becomes more polished later. But there is an economy, I think, to how Fujimoto builds that story out and fits yeah. all the pieces together. But I think it's it's sparse because it has to be, because it has to build up. And that's inevitable. I mean, and I think this is a good time for us to maybe pivot to that, is the fact that the fourth episode of the anime also kicks into higher gear yeah. than we've had up until that point. But that's also because you have more to work with. By that point in the show, you don't just have Denji and Pachita. You have Denji and Aki and Power and that interplay of personalities allows right. you to do so much more. Before we get into the anime, I really want to talk about a couple of things that I think make Chainsaw Man really interesting. Sure. Kind of define it compared to other book comics in the series. Like if someone to say, oh, what's what makes Chainsaw Man special? Like why is it different mm. from something like Jujutsu Kaisen? Actually, no, I don't want to do that. What I first want, what I first <laughs> that, might, that might lead to what spoilers. I, what I first want, <laughs> no, I'll get to it eventually. What I first want to say is, so here's my experience with Chainsaw Man. I mentioned to you that my friends are reading Jujutsu Kaisen and they're reading Chainsaw Man and they're really digging Jujutsu Kaisen, but didn't really know what to make of Chainsaw Man. Here's my theory. I think more than anything, and this could be true for several other series as well. I don't want to generalize. This is just something I think I've noticed when it comes to Chainsaw Man. More than anything. I think the English language translator for the Shonen Jump app version made a huge difference in terms of how the series uh. is perceived. My impression is that some of the people I knew online were actually reading the like the uh, fan scanlations, like the quote-unquote illegal ones. And so the English translation was not as polished. The thing is, the series writes such a careful line that I think if you step in just one direction or the other off that line it just sort of ruins it like if someone like denji he's likable or like if he's not likable he's interesting because despite the fact that he's so base and so puerile there's this recognizable humanity and vulnerability to him like he's someone who it's not that he wants to touch a woman's boobs because he just wants to exploit or take advantage of people it's because he's never had a moment of intimacy in his entire life. And his first reaction isn't like, oh, man, I'm going to take everything I want. It's, oh, no, I didn't even think like this could happen, right? Like, he just completely melts any time he gets well, too close to someone. Yeah, he's literally a dog chasing a yeah, car. And he it, has no idea right. what to do with it once he catches it. And it makes sense because he's young. He hasn't really had a lot of relationships with people. He spent his entire life being exploited to the point yep. that he no longer recognizes when he's being exploited. He thinks, well, if I'm being fed slightly better food than before, it doesn't actually matter if someone's telling me what to do. Like, that's freedom to me. And, of course, over the course of the series, we learn that's not quite true. There's still all kinds of ways people can control you, even if you're being given slightly better food. Ooh. There's, um, I don't know if I should say this, because yeah. it, it is a potential spoiler, but there is a metaphor from later in, I'm kind of committing to it now, but there's from much, much later in the manga. But I think it's so... It's one of those that maybe it's not really a spoiler, but it will give you more context for how to evaluate the manga in its early stages. Right. And that is, would you rather be the field mouse out in the country? Or right. Would you rather be the city mouse in the city? This idea of innocence and knowledge right. and how knowing how bad 
things are around you is in its way a curse and not knowing in a way is actually better. Although right. I think we see plenty of examples through the story of people who are ignorant, even if they think that they know what's going on and they suffer for it right. again and again. But so that whole tangent was just, I wanted to just reaffirm the work. I believe Amanda Haley is their name. Yes. The work yep, that yep. Haley does just giving the characters voices, getting the humor across, which is really important. Finding ways to make Chainsaw Man work for an English audience. I think honestly, I would credit that with expanding the comic's popularity as much as anything else. I think if mm. you don't find the right voice, the series just doesn't work. So frankly, I'm not surprised that my friends who read it didn't really get it. And to be fair, some of them still don't really like Chainsaw Man for all kinds of reasons, and that's fine. This isn't a series for everyone. And frankly, I think you could criticize it for some pretty basic reasons that we can get into if we want. But I just wanted to say I thought Haley's work as well as the letterer, Sabrina Heat, they both do a great job. So just calling it out. Now, um, what I wanted to get into specifically, what makes Chainsaw Man interesting? What separates them from something like Jujutsu Kaisen? Um, so here's a couple here's a couple ideas. Before we we, oh. we we drift off of the idea of the translator, I, I was curious, and Amanda Haley also translated Look Back, and I would venture probably right. Goodbye Airy as well at this yeah. point, although I would have to vet that. But it, it is... It probably helps that this is a consistent translation. Yeah, across it's all someone of these who's works. sort of been following the author, understands their style. Yeah. I'm curious to know if it's the same person for Fire Punch as well. I don't actually know, um, we'll, but certainly we'll look into that. But yeah, yeah, we'll look into that. Um, so while we're talking about while we're talking about humor, a couple of distinguishing traits of Fujimoto comics. Alex, please feel free to barge in whenever you can. We'll do. So first off, really strong focus on humor. There are a lot of jokes, even when those jokes are really weird or when they're really dark. <laughs> yeah. In something, even something like Look Back, which is more serious, or Goodbye Airy, which is a bit more absurd, they'll just be something like the kid walks away from the building after his mom dies of cancer and the building explodes. What's going on? Like, or shark just, attack in yeah. in in uh, or shark shark kick or shark Back. kick. Gosh darn it! And, yeah, yeah, it's like and, a it's a, the main character in Look Back is drawing a series for like a Shonen Jump like magazine about a shark who kicks people and says it's shark time baby or something (laughs) right yeah um Um, so there's an interview with uh yuji kaku who's one of fujimoto's assistants who went on to draw his own series which i believe is called uh hell's paradise i think holy shit for real yeah that's I, oh i got alex to swear <laughs> in the podcast i'm very oh, proud of myself that's funny no yeah. you don't understand this is hilarious because i've been working my way through hell's paradise right that's now very funny. <laughs> so i've been actually reading that so uh kaku talks about that's he funny. talks about the humor in chainsaw man and he mentions uh what one might perceive as humorous behavior often turns out to be very serious reactions from certain characters it's like you have characters who are making jokes but also those jokes are sort of at the core of their personalities. Or alternatively, you'll have um, scenes that would be played as jokes in any other context that are actually like really scary or yeah. sad, I guess. It's like that constant uncertainty or tension where you're never sure if you're supposed to laugh or scream or cry, I think is really important to like specifically the sorts of comics Fujimoto likes to draw. So here's an example, I think from the second episode of the anime at this point, Uh, I forget which, which chapter it was, but it's the moment where uh, Denji basically kicks Aki in the balls. Right. Over and over again. And it, it's freaking hilarious. It's also kind of 
like disturbing because it goes on maybe a, just a little bit Denji too says, long. Denji says, if I'm going to fight a guy, I'm just going to kick him in the balls over and over. <laughs> and he does. He doesn't even try to punch him in the face. He does. There's oh. no drawn out battle. It's just ball attack, ball attack um, again and again and again. And, and it, it's funny uh, and it's very crude. And, and I think, you know, kind of going back to like why I kind of got pushed off of it is like, is this all it's going to be? Right. And it's not. There's so much more there. But I think Tatsuki Fujimoto is fundamentally someone who exists between that di- dichotomy of kicks in the balls are funny, man. And also life is fucking tragic. He swore again. I got him. This is great. <laughs> okay. No. Um, it's but it's I'm the actually, chainsaw effect. <laughs> Alex, I'm going to push back a little back against you. I think sure, it's sure. not that's one or the other. I think it's both all well, the that's time. What I, that's what right. I'm saying. Like, yeah. it, exists, it exists on the razor's edge between both of those, and it kind of moves back and forth sometimes. But it, I agree. I know right. I don't disagree with you on that. I, it is absolutely both. Like, I, I think yeah. it's um, it's a fact that Chainsaw Man's able to just switch tones yep. just so suddenly. Like, you'll be watching something, and it's funny, but then it'll suddenly get really scary. And then I'll kind of turn sentimental and you'll feel really bad for one of the characters. But then you'll suddenly go, oh, my gosh, that character is such a terrible person. Why am I feeling bad for them? It keeps swinging between one pole or the other. And I think that's definitely that particular zone is Fujimoto's sweet spot. You know, I I just had a light bulb with respect to that. One of the questions early on in the show or, or the manga is it's Anaki constantly challenges Denji on this is how can you feel sympathy for the devils. Right. Because aren't they, you know, fundamentally inhuman and they just take away from us and they're just something to be feared. Yeah. And yet Denji is the only person we're introduced to early on, at least in, in the story, who is capable of feeling empathy for these devils. It's also a shonen jump or kind of thing. Yeah. Right. Where it's like, it's oh, the hero is the person is willing to make friends with the enemies. Like it's yeah. a demon slayer's whole stock and trade. Right. Oh, yeah, that's true. Like yeah. uh, Tanjiro, the sword guy, he keeps getting in a fight. So demons, but then like he always delves into their minds and you see, or I don't know if he delves into their minds or not. I forget, but there's always like a thing where you see how the demon got that way. Yeah. And Tanjiro sort of embraces them and like, oh, at least there's one good person in the world and they crumble yeah. away and die. Yeah. Like this is, part of that formula as well like denji honestly doesn't even i mean he'll look at someone like power and say oh i understand you you're like me we both live terrible lives and are barely human and we both like have to eke out survival in this world but also he'll um i mean just the really incredible moment in episode four of the show and in the comic as well where he takes on i think the leech devil is what it's called yeah he says oh we're going to have a dream battle. I have my dream and you have <laughs> oh your God, dream and we're just going to fight it out. And that there, just like you said, like it's a friendship struggle and victory thing. Yep. It's, it's dreams, right? Like that's what a lot of these oh, series come down to. But you didn't state the, the best part of that, yeah. which is like, he basically is like, okay, so your dreams are, I forget even what they were, but effectively, I he's mean, the like, devil's sad, right? Because she sort of yeah. loved the bat devil and the bat devil was killed and she was going to go on like a holiday cruise or something. And so she yeah. wants to take him out. And Denji is like, like the bat devil wanted to cause all this destruction and all I wanted to do was touch a girl's boobs and I won. So what does that say about his My dream, dream is greater thing? Yeah. And no, I mean, true. it's so p- kind of puerile, but it works. I will say, I mean, at least from my experience, it works so much better on a second view or a second read because I know where it's going. Right. And I can, more confidently just let go and enjoy the ride and it's also funny right because yeah. you look at i mean you think 
most of the people in these kinds of stories, like Luffy in One Piece, he wants mm-hmm. to be like the greatest pirate. Or um, Naruto in Naruto, he wants to be the greatest ninja. Yep. Uh, I guess Bleach, uh, Ichigo doesn't really want anything, I guess. He's just sort of there for the ride and stands around looking cool and stuff. There's something to be said about that maybe being a flaw in Bleach. Right, but, but yeah. well, we can get into that. So the, the whole idea, these are people who have these great ambitions. They want to be the best at a certain thing. Um, the thing is that most people, they're never going to achieve those great ambitions. Like There are tons of people mm-hmm. who are born and say, I want to be a writer I want to be like a fireman. I want to be an astronaut. They might find, they might get close to some of those things, but never, most people are never going to get all away just because it's really hard to do those things. Other things might come up. Maybe their family member will get sick. They'll have a relationship that'll um, occupy their time. They'll go to another country where that no longer becomes possible. Most people are in that realm. Like these, and honestly, also, like as far as we know, super powerful ninja, ninjas like Naruto don't exist in real life. You can't say, I'm going to become a pirate and take over the whole ocean. Like, I mean, you can try, you but the try. ocean's really big. <laughs> it's going to be really tough if you're just in a ship because, like, you don't, you can't eat, like, a gum gum fruit and stretch out your arm, right? Right. But someone like Denji, who's like, I just want to have the basic things that people have, that's, I think, close to a lot more people's heart. Like, it's something that is actually achievable for people. And just right. the fact that people in real life might, might not even have those things for I all mean, kinds of reasons is a lot. To that point, as I was reading the later volumes of Chainsaw Man, I was, I don't, I don't know if I mentioned this to you, Adam, but I was mm. definitely talking to some other friends being like, Chainsaw Man is just a criticism of capitalism, you all. I mean, it feels Apart, he literally in the first page of the whole series says, right. "I'm in debt. I gave my balls away because I couldn't, right? Like pay t- for food, right? Like it, it's there. I don't know if I'll say it's uh, like super radical or anything, but it at least right. acknowledges the basic reality. And, and I don't think it's just that, but I definitely was. It was something that I just couldn't get away from. That right. it, it sort of comes back to that again and again and again, particularly as the scope of the story expands." to like nations doing things and right and and it's also like it's pitched five or ten degrees above sort of the shonen jump norm of maturity i feel like oh yeah like i feel like a lot of the time when characters make a sexually charged joke it'll be like ha 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 that woman's changing in the bathroom or something it's not like oh i'm gonna touch that woman's breast because i've like never had a moment of honest connection my whole life right or even the fact that like um there are moments later in the series where denji and power are talking mm-hmm. and denji's in a position where oh power is like in the bathtub and naked and really tired but denji like doesn't feel sexual attraction in that moment right because, well that's a critical moment that yeah, i would because argue they reached this yeah. point where they have this friendship now like right. they might go in a romantic direction but in this moment they're not there like denji is at a point where that's no longer his first impulse and i don't think that they could ever be there at that point because i think at at that point it's pretty clear that they're siblings right you know they're they're as siblings and looking back on it as we're talking about it now i mean you could say that that is that sort of awkward moment of like teenagehood where it's like am i attracted to my sibling and then yeah. no no i'm not because they're my sibling gross why why did i even think that but like 
maybe you did want to touch your sister's boob and then decided like, oh no, that's gross. Why would I want to do that? Yeah. I mean, and this isn't really something I think you'll see like something like, I mean, One Piece famously doesn't have yeah. a lot of romance in it. Like Ichiro Oda sort of famously decided to keep it out. And anytime it shows up, it's a joke. But even in someone like Naruto, which does have more romance, I feel like you have characters sort of blushing and talking about their feelings. But you don't get that kind of like, what does it mean to be horny? Um, what does a relationship look like? What does a bad relationship look like? Right? Mm. Like Denji has to learn. These are people who are my friends and will stand up to me. And these are people who are taking taking advantage of me, even though they're saying they're my friends. Like he has to learn that lesson, I guess, in a number yeah. of different ways over the course of the series. Uh, yeah, and I think, and uh, this is something that again we've spoken about offline, is that I really do think that Chainsaw Man is very much a deconstruction of this genre of, right. of shonen stories, and we mentioned that you know the, those elements of friendship and you know uh, struggle and and victory and. It obviously understands these things and it's moving through those spaces for a reason. And the ways in which it all comes together as a deconstruction fundamentally and the manipulation of it all, I mean, it's brilliant. And that's I'm going to go one step further and say it's not just a deconstruction. I think if you're sure. looking at Chainsaw Man, it's not even that it's discombobulating stuff that's common, although it does do that. It's that it's extremely referential. Like, I guess to mm, some degree, yeah. a lot of Shonen Jump stuff is because it's all building off of things in the past. But so, for instance, some time ago, Fujimoto posted a giant, he had a big interview in some magazine, I forget where, but he had an interview where he just listed a whole bunch of movies and comics he liked. And so I took down oh. some notes. Oh, I want to hear stuff this. He was really yeah, into. Yeah. And actually, a number of these things were referenced in the opening animation for uh, the Chainsaw oh, Man so anime Oh, so Big Lebowski's got to be on that list. Yes. Okay, got so it. So Big Lebowski's on there. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Duh, of course, is yeah. on there. Jacob's Ladder is in yeah. there. Uh, Pulp Fiction, of course. Right. Now, some some other things. Oh, Parasite as well. Is, um, a, which, is Reservoir Dogs on there? Because I feel like there's a uh, callback to that. It may have been. Okay. Um, but so some other picks. Spider-Man 2 is on there, especially later in the oh. series. I feel like... Sam Raimi's Spider-Man movies are a huge touchstone for what Chainsaw Man yeah, is doing. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm thinking about that in terms now. Of like the horror comedy mix, but also like how what what being a superhero means and what it's like, and sort of how the public specifically reacts to what Denji is doing. That's definitely a very important piece of like that formula. No, I'm with you on that. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, in terms of anime, Fooly Cooly is huge. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think we, you know, Fooly the Cooly, chainsaw coming out of the head and uh, the, six the, six the, episode series yeah. okay. from Gainax back in the 2000s about a 12 year old boy's frustrated sexual awakening, adolescence, whatever. And literally, and a Fujimoto or whatever <laughs> has gone as far as to say that he saw Chainsaw Man as like an evil Fooly Cooly. But, I could totally see but that, he yeah. also talks about uh, Abara by Tsutomu Nihei, who did stuff like Biomega and Blame, like stuff of really sort of cold, po-faced characters and giant, cryptic, horrible worlds, right? Um, I think in terms of like the backgrounds and the way that Fujimoto handles space in this series and like these giant sort of horrifying monsters existing in these abstract worlds, there's definitely some of that in there. So, and Evangelion, of course. But what I'm trying to say is that Fujimoto makes these comics that they're not smarter than any of the series I mentioned. Like, if anything, he sort of takes some pride in just being very silly or in saying, ha ha, here's a scene where Chainsaw Man rides a shark or something. Like, that's there's sort of like a B-movie energy to it, too, that's absolutely a part of it and you don't want to miss out on. 
Um, but it is like very aware of what you are expecting because it knows all of these stories and it knows you know them. And so instead of like, I mean, sometimes mm. it will take things where you're expecting because it's cool, but then other times it will not go in that direction and just take completely off guard. Or it will psych you in and thinking, oh, it's not going to do the obvious thing. And then it does do the obvious thing, which is a trick it pulls a couple of times over the course of the series. There's a particular thing Fujimoto mentions in an interview with, um, I think Hiroki Samura is his name, the guy who draws Blade of the Immortal. Uh, he talks about, he mentions a Korean film called The Chaser, which is a movie about a guy who's mm. chasing this villain. And the really wild thing is that in the movie The Chaser, sorry to spoil The Chaser, uh, the main character actually catches the villain 30 minutes into the movie. So he asks the question, like, now that he's caught the villain, there's still an hour left. What the heck is going to happen? And I think that's definitely, like, something Chainsaw Man does. Oh, like, again and again and again. Because it escalates, yeah. because it'll, like, say, oh, this this arc is going to be about this, but then all of a sudden they'll go off in some completely unexpected direction. You'll realize, wait a second, like, this isn't this story. We're actually getting this story, right? Like, that, I think, is a big part of what it is. And if none of those things, if you're just listening to that and you're like, oh, this is like sort of whatever, then, you know, like this series probably isn't for you. Because, again, it's like it's not a comic that has a lot of original ideas, per se. It's more like how are those ideas organized and like how are they skewed in sort of an unexpected way. But right. if you're someone who likes a lot of those things and likes it when people sort of give you something that's kind of like what you want, but then just sort of bites you when you weren't thinking it would like, that's what Chainsaw Man's really good at. I think. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's safe to say that it, to the extent that it is that deconstruction where you think it's going can, can't possibly be where it ultimately does go. Um, but that also sort of depends on what your initial read of some things might be. Uh, and I don't want to say more. Right. About I mean, that, a lot of things so. it does play very straight. Yeah, like I think yeah. if you were to look at the story structure of fully Cooley, for instance, and say, Hmm, I wonder like, what Tatsuki Fujimoto is doing there. Like if you've seen Fully Cooley and you're reading Chainsaw Man, you kind of have some idea of how things are going to turn out. That's fair. You know, um, I hadn't thought of it in the, in, in that particular lens. And right. now I'm like, I need to go back and rewatch Fully Cooley. Yeah. Holy you got to see Fully Cooley again, Fully Cooley, um, a series that many people I know cannot connect to because it's so specifically, Oh, like 12 year old male adolescents. Like not everyone's yeah. been that person. And if, you're, sure. if you haven't been that person, you're like, I, I can't see myself here. And I, I get it, frankly, like if, there isn't that window open, except there's like a, the third episode, which is the one about Nina Mori, who's a main character's classmate. That one, a good number of people I know like, even if they don't like the That's rest fair. of the series. Because it is like, oh, here's a girl who exists, and this is like her psyche, and let's give her some interiority. You know, the interesting thing about that, you could argue, or at least I will argue, that Chainsaw Man is a better work because it can appeal to more people outside of that experience, even though it relates to that exact experience in some ways, because that's who Denji is. Right. But because of the way that it, that Denji is both relatable and repulsive, I think you don't have to necessarily relate to that directly to be able to follow along. Yeah. I mean, I think I know some people who might not otherwise not give a character like Denji the time of day, but like understand, oh, this is someone who is extremely confused and is young and right. easily taken advantage of. And I think for them that gives them more of an opening and an understanding where he's coming from. I mean, on the other hand, I think if you want to make the criticism, Fujimoto really has a thing for like fridging all the female characters in the stories. 
I think you can also definitely say that because like the way a lot of these arcs end up turning out is oh no the girl dies like going through goodbye Ari look back most of Chainsaw Man that is like kind of his story structure and if you wanted to say hey like that's sort of lazy like I'm not gonna say that's incorrect because it's it's that, there that's only kind of true in Chainsaw Man yeah mm. I will I will I, this is where we're, we're, we're getting really perhaps, close perhaps. to I, I just want to say, I have at least one friend who really doesn't like the series. So even though I myself like it a good deal, I'm trying to give a bit of an explanation for why folks might not vibe with this thing, yeah. I think. I mean, I will say in that regard, this is not Jujutsu Kaisen, where if you like Maki, you're yeah, in and for... and my friend actually loves you know, Jujutsu Kaisen, specifically because Maki's so interesting. Yeah, and, and, and let me and tell you, can, I love can, Maki, and I'm yeah. so there for everything that Maki does in Jutsu Kaisen, and I love that because I'm, I'm getting that I mean, that also, to arc. be honest, like, the bar is so low yeah. when it comes to Shonen Jump series. Fair. Like, there are people who, you know, like, there are lots of, like, very close male friendships, like, intimate male friendships in the Shonen Jump series, and there are people who are really in for that. Mm. But if you're looking for, like, female characters who get a lot of development, um, the standard is not especially high, unfortunately. Um, Jujutsu yeah. Kaisen, I think I've heard, does a better job than something like My Hero Academia. Um, oh, absolutely, like Naruto, one hundred percent. Yeah, Chainsaw Man, I um, guess, like has its moments because Fujimoto writes people who are often very interesting or have unexpected things going on. But also, yeah. like, it is very much focused through. Oh, here's an adolescent boy who's very horny and doesn't and understand himself. That's the fundamental issue because every right. single one of these, the protagonist has to be a male teenage boy right. and that really limits what you can do from that point onwards that's true even where and, and sometimes I, i'm like going back to jujutsu kaisen i had there's moments where i'm like is gege just getting tired of following yuji around and are really we just have to wonder you know are we just doing this maki thing because it's more interesting for them but who knows um, i should say if you're looking for a comic about a female character in shonen jump i've heard uh, akane banashi about mm. Rakugo is incredibly good. I haven't but, read it, but I have friends but, who are super into it. Okay, so, so note this on that because that is cool as well. Yeah. But give me like a female protagonist who's punching people. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> You're not wrong. They're, that's a um, lot harder to find. In Shonen Jump, in other comics, you can totally find Oh, that. for sure. Yeah. In Shonen Jump, though. Right. Because in Shonen I, Jump, it's not like, especially common. It's not actually even that much to ask. Or you'll to, find people who are, you'll find women who are punching people. They're just not the main character. Right. Precisely. But I feel like the formula has gotten fairly stale in some ways, but it would be such a, and this is, we've seen this everywhere because it is such a simple quote unquote reinvention that engages a whole new audience where you just yeah. do a female protagonist and all of a sudden you can tell the story all over again because oh look it's a new and interesting i mean i don't feel but... especially equipped to have this conversation but if you wanted to I mean you know anime feminist does a lot of really great work in this regard uh website they have a bunch of podcasts on there they do a lot of writing and podcasts and stuff yeah um if you wanted to talk about just the sexism of Shonen Jump and also like the magazine's dedication to defending child predators. That's an entire field you can get into <coughs> and could fuel multiple hours. Sorry, Alex, did you just say something? Uh, what? Yeah, we don't have to bring it up here. It's, it's, it's all, we, it would take a whole episode on our own. Like, yeah. That stuff. But so um, let's see. I think we've gone through most of what I wanted to bring up. I will say something that stood out to me reading through the interview with the Blade of the Immortal artist, mm -hmm. Samura, 
who Fujimoto, Tatsuki Fujimoto, the Chainsaw Man artist, is a huge fan of. Uh, Fujimoto mentions, he says, I put my anger into my manga, and when I draw one-shots, I'm usually angry. Um, reading through something like Look Back mm. or Goodbye Airy even, or even like there are moments in Chainsaw Man, I think, where you can kind of see it. Like, this is someone he has feelings and he puts them into his comics even if oh clearly yeah uh, these are stories that are very silly in a lot of ways or have a lot of really bonkers stuff in them they're ab- about things most of the time even if it's delivered in a very off-kilter way and and Does i have to sense? wonder yeah no i have to wonder in that context as well what the uh in the grand scheme of things what the purpose of you know, Goodbye, Airy, and Look Back, both occurring in that hiatus period for yeah. Chainsaw Man, I think creatively is very interesting to me. And and again, that's what hooked me back in. Right. Because I was so curious about what the creator of those works could do in Chainsaw Man that I went back to it. Um, or even the fact that Fujimoto was someone who could put out one-shots like that and have them promoted right, absolutely. to such a degree. Yeah. Um, like, it feels like for a lot of people... They'll read, like, uh, Dragon Ball, they'll read Naruto, but they won't mm-hmm. go back and read through, like, the single one-and-done pieces they've done. So yep. with Fujimoto, I, I really do think if you haven't read Look Back or Goodbye Airy, you need to. Um, I, I might even say to read those before Fire Punch. I'm sure Fire Punch is really good, mm. or at least really, it's. I've heard it's rough but very interesting, but I think you have to at least read Look Back before, to have an idea of, like, what kind of creator he yeah, is. Yeah, and I... And honestly, goodbye, Airy too. In term, because like in terms of like Fujimoto's True. formalism and how he'll lay out a story, I think goodbye, Airy is maybe even more ambitious in that way. I mean, it's hard for me not to look at look back and and think of it almost like through a mirror. Kind of, it's the the flip of the coin in yeah. some ways to Chainsaw Man. I mean, even not to the fact that Shark Kick right. is somewhat of a callback to Chainsaw Man. And now that I've caught up on Chainsaw Man. I know that there is a shark-headed, is he a fiend There's or a shark-headed guy. Devil. I think he's a fiend. Yeah. Um, Fiends being devils that have possessed people's bodies. Right. right. I yeah. would, thank you. That is a critical distinction. Um, and um, yeah, I, I mean, it, it really feels like the fact that it occurs in that hiatus, it was not only maybe a way for Fujimoto to process some personal things, because it feels so deep. Like both of those works feel pretty personal to me, but I could be projecting on that. I, yeah. I could be just me, you know, kind of hypothesizing. But in the ways in which it deals with the process of creation, of making manga, right? Uh, particularly at a time when Chainsaw Man is getting that attention and is getting that sort of push to the anime. And all of a sudden it's got this convenient break. Yeah. In between arcs, and the next arc starts somewhere completely different. They just don't tell you when it's starting, even. Like, yeah. you go for months without really knowing what it's going to look like or where it's going right. to go. Um, so, I, it, 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 I think it's an interesting look into the mind of yeah. Fujimoto. In it's that very, sense. like, Chainsaw Man itself is already very self reflexive. It's like someone yeah. who's saying, I understand how these stories work. I'm putting the story together in a way where I'm conveying to you, I also understand how these stories work. Right. And look back is what is it like to draw that kind of story? And it's right there, yeah. right? But it's, it's also, of course, asking, well, who cares about these kinds of stories? Like, why do these stories matter? Um, now, I, I feel like we should start talking about well, that the might anime be the soon, second arc, but yeah, because um, we're talking for about an hour or so. I do. I would like to ask you a couple questions about Chainsaw Man in general. Sure. Um, so, for instance, uh, who's your favorite character? Power. Power. Why? A hundred percent power. Um, 
I think because she's such a interesting foil to yeah. Denji ultimately because they are so alike and yet she is so different in the way that her ego is so overpowering like she she's a compulsive liar she's yeah uh whereas Denji is much more innocent she's somewhat more i guess not that she's very much the opposite of that she's in some very purpose i mean it's funny because she's the kind people love her character i think like she's very popular i think yeah. when there was a big poll in the series where she came out pretty high ranking i think yeah and she's also just a herbo like just but she's also really annoying in a lot of ways like she'll yeah, lie I mean, about true, things yeah. and also in ways that are like because i feel like there are female characters where it's like oh they have flaws but they're not their flaws are like oh wow that just makes it even cooler right the power right. of someone who will betray your friends, who 100%. like just poops in the toilet and doesn't flush, <laughs> who just constantly stomps around yeah. and like yells at the top of her lungs. Like, these are all things like, oh my god, like why is why are they like that? But that also sort of that's the makes charm. Her, yeah, it's yeah. what makes her really interesting. Well, that she's someone who is like that. I hold guess. up, what's your favorite character? I'm gonna turn this back on you. Oh boy, okay. So I'm a little, I'll admit, I wrote an entire post about this on my blog, like not even like something I was paid for, but something I did for fun. I think Aki is really interesting. I, I know not everyone's yeah. going to share that opinion, but I, I think, I, yeah. I would have disagreed with you a bit more in the beginning of Chainsaw Man, but right. where, oh my God, where that poor kid goes. Yeah. So I, I think, I mean, anime fans definitely keep an eye on Aki because the way his character evolves is very interesting. But I think, um, actually, okay, this is good. This actually gets into something that I had to skip over um, regarding where Chainsaw Man fits in Shonen Jump. And, like, if this series was not in Shonen Jump, would mm. it have the same kind of impact? Like, the thing with Chainsaw Man, it's off-kilter, but it's slightly off-kilter. I feel like if it was in another magazine... It would probably be very well liked, but might might not stand out in the same I way. I think it'd be closer to like a two year alternative, right? But it, like you because know? it's in Shonen Jump, because it's like in the same magazine, SMI Hero Academia, it stands out that much yeah. more. And also because for a lot of people, they'll have their Shonen Jump app on their phone, and that's the only manga they read. Especially yeah. people who are like teenagers, uh, older teenagers, even. I mean, honestly, a lot of Chainsaw Man fans I know are in their late twenties or thirties. They're people who mm -hmm. have like work crappy jobs and know what it's like to be Denji, right? Um, this is they identify with it in that way without like having to go out of their way to read a different comic magazine. But so what I'm getting at someone like Denji, he's a little quirky. He's like a little outside of the norm, but when push comes to shove, he still has like the standard arc of here's a kid who no one likes. And then over time he gets better at his job and sort of achieves some of his dreams. Yep. Right. I'm not going to say exactly where it goes because that would ruin the ending, but, but he like, but it does grows, get to the point where he has to almost reassess like crap. What do I do now? I guess that's true, yeah. But and, and there are other characters who think are kind of like that. Like, it'll faint. It'll sometimes say, oh, no, this character who you thought was good is actually evil, or this person thought was evil was actually good. But for the most part, if you know the broad arcs of these kinds of stories, Fujimoto gives you enough of, like, these satisfying, like, ah, yeah, you hit the beat I wanted, right? Yep. Someone like Aki, for me, is not quite that. And that, that that's what makes him interesting for me, is that he is someone who seemingly follows that pathway but while someone like denji gets mm. things he wants aki works just as hard for those things but does not really get them at the same rate i will say that aki is to a fault 
exactly what he appears to be. And that right. is his ultimate failure. Yeah. It's what causes him serious problems later on in the yeah. series. It's that he says, I understand how things work. I am cynical. I know yep. the world. And he's willing to make those sacrifices right. at every single point along the way. That's right. But as we find out, the world is even worse yeah. than he thought it was. Well, I mean, in a sense, he he is exactly, I mean, he is Sasuke. Right. He is that archetype through and through, and he will do those things. And he, that is his major But failure. I feel like even someone like Sasuke, because he's like such a strong fighter and he has this great dedication, he is rewarded for those things. Um, I think it's really interesting just how much Aki is made to give up and how hard of a time he has. That's all I want to say. I think if you're watching the anime, um, a lot of the absolute you best... already may have given up A lot enough. of the absolute best stuff of Aki isn't going to come until near the end of the first arc. So definitely look forward to that. It's still my favorite material yeah. in the whole thing. But well, that, I mean, to I... me, is a big chunk of like what sets Chainsaw Man apart, even from yeah. other stuff in Jump that's like a little off the wall as well. I mean, I will, I will admit that my initial read on Aki was, he's boring. Um, yeah, I mean, he's... But... He's another Sasuke or another, yeah. like, I mean, he looks exactly like the guy from Jujutsu Kaisen. Yeah, frankly. like Megumi. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Um, he absolutely But I does. think the difference between the two is sort of what separates Chainsaw Man from Jujutsu Kaisen, right? Aki's older way. and smokes. <laughs> yeah, he's older. He smokes. Uh, he has a girlfriend, I guess, or like a, codepend a codependency, yeah, I feel like. Yeah, it's not. They're not really, yeah. It's a whole thing. We'll really find, also, thing. the fact that there is those sorts of complicated relationships or like what, who, yeah. what, what is binding these people together? Like, what do they learn from each other? What, where are they? Yeah. Um, that you have to ask those questions at all versus something like a one piece where everything is always clear. And that's part of what makes one piece great. You always know what True. all the characters are fighting for at any given time. But I mean, you know, I think that, that um, Chainsaw Man is willing to, as funny as it is to say about a show that is constantly like, or a comic that's constantly making poop jokes and stuff that it will sometimes leave those things to the imagination, but that it does have an answer. And it's, yep. it's not like something like bleach where there sincerely isn't anything. And the person drawing a comic just likes drawing cool things like uh, Fujimoto is actually to some degree thought out what is going through people's heads. Like, this is actually something that, uh, the artist of Hell's Paradise I mentioned, he mentions as mm. well. He mentions that Fujimoto is someone who, as much as he loves these sort of observe over-the-top kind of stories, is also very concerned with realism and this idea of thinking, if a person was actually in this situation, how would they behave? And I think that does, to some degree, actually play out um, across mm. Chainsaw Man and across his other stories. So have you? here's a question for you. Have you read Hell's Paradise? I have not. Because to me, Hell's Paradise is almost like the anti-Chainsaw. Oh, game. really? In, what in that it is, they're both very visually interesting works. Mm. And I would actually say that Hell's Paradise is the more interesting visually, at least at first. It does some really cool kind of, um, uh, shoot, why am I blanking on the name of that um, movie? Oh. I feel bad because we haven't actually talked that much about Chainsaw Man's visuals. We need to talk about yeah. plot. And I think the conversation of like, because you can make the argument that Chainsaw Man's visuals are very functional and not especially flashy compared to stuff like Naruto. But, but it at doesn't same time, look like anything else. Yeah. And like the moments where Fujimoto goes all out, like the discrete, the number of discrete moments in Chainsaw Man that just appear once. And yet they just etch themselves in the mind of everyone who's read yeah. it. It is sufficient, I yeah. think, in a way that actually makes it perfect. 
Like it, it does not overstay. Whereas I think Hell's Paradise is much lusher in some okay. ways, but and it I has think its own appeal a, as well. Yeah. Yeah. But from a, from a plot standpoint, for, it's, it's just not, it doesn't necessarily strive to be anything other than what you expect it to be. It's a much know. more sort of standard yeah. sort of hero story. Um, yeah. Well, maybe there's still a fundamental. So, so the, the fundamental sort of conflict of hell's paradise is that this lead character and i know we're kind of deviating but right uh, i've been thinking about hell's paradise because i've been reading it which is again it's funny that it's connection yeah um is so the main character who's his name is gabi maru i think he's a he's a ninja he's this really powerful ninja and he wants to get back uh like he, he gets basically arrested and sent on this like sort of mission to this weirdo island to find the secret to immortality and his mm. motivation his key motivation is that he wants to get back home to his wife. Right. And very quickly, it's established that his the existence of his wife might be a lie. That there is, mm. that it could just be a mind trick done by the, the other ninja in his clan to basically motivate him to be an effective ninja. That and they she pretty much reveal this right real. away. Hmm? They reveal this right away. It's fairly quickly revealed that it might, or hinted that it might be untrue. And the, huh. the other members of the party kind of, talk about that as it being a thing that might be true like so so you're it's very quickly called into question whether anything that he does is any for done for anything other than a, than a, a fantasy yeah um now the, sh- the, the 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 i was almost at the show it is being adapted into an anime doesn't surprise me everything's being adapted into an anime these days um but true um but then it sort of just kind of gets really stuck in the in the battle manga elements of it. So yeah. There's like a lot of fighting and there's a lot of mechanics introduced and it's all very quickly. And you could kind of tell by that point that maybe the manga was not doing too well. So it, it didn't maybe have the time. Did, it was it canceled or I think it completed. I don't know if it was canceled or just completed a intended run, but it, it mm. does. It hit an end. Oh, interesting. Like, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. Um, so you can read the whole thing right now. Yes. Is that right? Oh, interesting. Yeah, I've been, okay. yeah, I'm almost, I'm actually getting close to the end of oh, it. Wow. So, um, but it, it it does not hold. I don't know. It doesn't have the same charm. Like maybe it's just the way I've mm. read it. I've just kind of been bored by it. Whereas yeah. Chainsaw Man, like I feel like the more I've read the Chainsaw Man, the more I've gotten engaged. Chainsaw Man is very surprising. Hell's Paradise started very strong, and I've just sort of lost interest over the course. Another series I done by a former Chainsaw Man assistant, from what I understand, Don Da Don. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if you read that one. I'm aware of it, but I've not. But read it has again. It's like I think you can actually read it on the Shonen Jump app because it is like more adult and that there's mm. like more sexuality mm. there's violence i think the first volume just came out yeah the first volume sure. did, was printed so you can yeah. buy that up if you're interested i i think it's it's pretty interesting and it does have like a female character fairly prominently in it mm. so if like the sort of purility in chainsaw man bothers you in that way you may find the slightly different kind of purility in dandadan <laughs> dandadan kind of interesting um so I, I would recommend seeking it out if you're curious cool yeah um all right so as we're kind of getting into the last maybe 20 minutes or so of the podcast we should talk a little bit more about the anime oh 20 minutes we're not done yet alex <laughs> we're gonna do five star runtime as oh, our dear. friends at waypoint with like, i mean you're not our friends we don't i mean i think they're well, cool but we don't actually know them yeah um, that's true uh, yeah anyway um yeah no we should definitely talk about the anime because the anime is really big right now so a little bit of context. We Adam and I spent a considerable amount of time talking about when we should record this podcast. Right. Like when would be a good time in the lifespan of the anime for us to say, all right, this is an adaptation that is successful. 
that is doing what it needs to do for this to be a good anime. Right. Um, and what that means is also debatable. Like, is it is it just because it's true to the manga? Is it because it is elevating the work in some way? Um, and initially, it's kind of funny uh, how fate works. Initially, we decided we were going to record this after episode three. Mm. Then I may or may not had the option of adopting a cat last Sunday. Um, yeah, Alex's black cat who constantly photobombs our podcasts. Is, uh, is getting, getting a, friend, a sibling, yeah, yeah. Which we'll we'll see how that works out. But that then got delayed. Uh, but I didn't know that at the time, so we said, okay, let's record instead the following Sunday, and we'll wait until episode four. Mm. And as it was, that was the right decision because episode four, I think so far is the best episode yeah. we've got. Best episode of the show so far, for sure. Um, so I'm curious. Then I think we both agree on this, Adam. Um, why was it the best episode for you? Like what clicked in this episode that maybe hadn't until now? So I guess here's what I'm going to say. Um, I'm not completely sold on the chainsaw my anime adaptation yet. I I am curious to hear Alex, what your experience was like, what was it about episode four that really clicked for you? Do you think, or like, what do you say was more consistent with the earlier ones? Cause I feel like you've liked the series maybe slightly more than I have in terms of how it's played out. Um, yeah. And I think, I mean, I, I sort of mentioned why I've been able to maybe enjoy it more because I'm just simply put, because I just read, like literally finished reading the manga right, right before the first episode. It's all so much fresher in my mind. Yeah. So I'm just here for the ride, man. Like it's, it's just good. like the victory lap. You're like, Oh yeah, bit. here yeah, it is. Yeah. I, I love chain summon. I just finished it. And now yeah. I get to see it again. Right. That exactly. And, and almost reevaluate some of the earlier moments in the context of the end, which is always important. I think with good works of art. Yeah. But, um, specifically for me, what episode four really did well, um, is that it's, it slows things down. There's this moment mm. halfway through the episode you know, we wrap up the stuff with the leech demon and we were introduced to this other briefly introduced to a broader cast of devil yeah. hunters. And then including our favorite Kobini. Yes. Um, who we'll and, see later, but is one of the best characters in the oh whole God. series and is also very important. Yep. Not in any way involving like plot, but just in terms of what she represents. Well, in terms of, I think Chainsaw Man is, is, is an issue. There's a lot of contrasts. Right. And, and sometimes having foils or, or characters to play off of, so important in that context but we we digress right so about midway through the episode pivots into this quiet home life of aki and denji yeah and there's this hyper emphasis in the animation placed on uh aki's daily ritual of making coffee and it's just very meticulously animated it's a really good segment it's it's so good and, and it's also i think giving you something you don't get as much in the comic yeah. like there are bits exactly, of this exactly stuff, but yeah. it's you know it's drawing out something that was there it's giving it to you in a way that kind of highlights this is what mundanity is within this world of like really bonkers things happening all the time and it feels meticulous yeah in the, in the attention to detail and that to me and felt, cinematic as well yeah oh yeah. yeah uh and that felt really good and it felt really good especially considering what happens right after which is the arrival of power yeah and the chaos i mean particularly because everything in that in that quiet moment is so meticulous and organized right and and it's just very it tells peaceful. you what aku aki is what he values yeah. it's like those parts in his life that he keeps separate from his job 
because you know his job takes up a lot of his life it's what he cares about he has intense feelings that we will learn more about in terms of like what is driving him but he right. still takes moments in the morning to make coffee even if it's like i will drink this coffee to be a more efficient devil hunter he takes the time to make it he doesn't just yep. buy instant coffee right and and it almost you know and we've again we've spoken about this as well that chainsaw man is a very decompressed narrative and this actually decompresses it further but yeah. does so to good effect right I mean, not, it works in that yeah. case it, it tells you a lot about each of the characters not only that but it also shows how how power breaks the balance yeah because Denji is not activated as a, you know, he's just like, you know, he's just chilling. And then and Empower shows up and everyone's just chasing everyone. And it's like fucking Looney Tunes. Yeah. And I cursed again. <laughs> uh, uh, yep. Yep. We need to fans at home. Take a drink every time we get Alex the curse. This is going to be great. Oh my great. God. We should have a curse. We have an counter. in joke now. Oh my God. Yeah. All right. We're a real podcast. Was that, was that, was that number three or number four? I don't, I don't track. Okay. We're, we're, we're. The viewers, curse counter has begun please here. Please send us an email of all of the times that Alex says swear words in this episode. I've been trying very hard not to do it because I'm trying to make sure as many people listen to this episode as possible. Yeah, anyway. I, don't, I don't flag this as mature, so at some point a platform is going to like smack us mm, around possibly. For, for being inappropriate. But then I will also say to them, ha, fools, you've listened to an hour of this. Yeah. So I guess in terms of my feelings on the anime adaptation, so this is what I did. I wrote back to a piece I wrote on Crunchyroll back in the day before the show aired when I was trying to figure out, is this going to be any good? Where I did a little bit of research on the names of the people who are making this show. So this is the Chainsaw Man staff list. Not the whole staff list of Chainsaw Man, but these are several of the people who are making this show. Um, so this is why Chainsaw Man is like, this is why this project was so exciting. Because a number of like really talented people involved in the show is completely off the chain. So... The show is directed by Ryu, Naka, by Ryu Nakayama, who is someone who worked on episodes of Jujutsu Kaisen, like especially some of the more intense climactic ones. So that's already a big deal, of course. They'll pick him out because they say, hey, like Jujutsu Kaisen was really popular. This is another kind of urban fantasy story. Let's take someone who's really good in that register already. But I should say Nakayama also did an excellent animated music video for Eve um, mm. a little while ago. Called, I think Ra Raison Dit. I don't know how to pronounce French, unfortunately. Like oh, I can see it written. This one right uh, here. Raison. Rice. I cannot decipher Adam's handwriting, so that's my Gosh. excuse. Okay. Gosh darn it. Yeah, but so, uh, and that we'll music video out. is extremely good. I think Nakayama himself is, like, very talented. He's also, like, worked on stuff like uh, Yadarman Night, which uh, is a series that is very... Nakayama and... Ryu Nakayama. Ryu Nakayama. Okay, yeah. Um, he's worked on stuff like Yadama Night, which is a series that is flawed, but especially has some really good early episodes. So very talented, relatively young director. Um, you also have, let's see, Makoto, Nakaz Makoto Nakazono, who is a studio trigger pickup, actually. He's someone who's technical director for Chainsaw Man, but he's also worked on Little Witch Academia, the TV series, I believe. And he's worked on my beloved Gridman as well. So very talented uh, animator director there. You have Tatsuya Shihara, who's the action director on Chainsaw Man and is a very well-connected animator. He was a director of Black Clover. Like a lot of the oh. really interesting experimental action scenes of Black Clover is because uh, Yoshihara would reach out to all these kind of idiosyncratic people to bring into those scenes. And as a matter of fact, 
Uh, my understanding is that Tsuya Yoshihara actually directed the most recent episode of Chainsaw Man, the one who's gone out of our way to praise, or at least like contributed to the episode. So very talented person, not always like especially lucky in terms of the projects he gets or how much resources he receives, but very talented guy. Um, you have Yusuke Takada, who was art director for the Eccentric Family, and his color designer from that show, Naomi, Naka Naomi Nakano, is also there. Hiroshi Seko, or Hiroshi Seko, I guess, who's a scriptwriter for Chainsaw Man, also was scriptwriter for Jujutsu Kaisen, scriptwriter mm -hmm. for many other very popular series. I think Attack on Titan he worked on as well, just lots of very famous action shows. And uh, the original series Decadence as well. Oh, that Yuzuru hey. Hachikara worked on. Cool. He contributed to that as well. He's actually, I think, one of the older members of the cast. He's more around the age of the producers on the show, so he's like this older guy who comes in and is telling a story. It, 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 neither here nor there, but right. um, Adam and I both uh, partake in an anime club. It's true. That that we, we uh, have with some of our other friends, and a lot of shows that we've watched during this anime club, including Decadence, which was at, I think, the very beginning of, yeah. of our anime club. Very so, underrated show. Um, um, doesn't quite add up to more than some of its parts, but it has a lot of good parts, so absolutely worth checking out if you're looking for cool original stuff that kind of feels like a Madhouse show came out a couple of years ago it's all connected Adam. one of the most talented people on this project you have kiyotaka oshiyama who directed the show flip flappers has animated directed storyboarded a whole episode of the show space dandy by himself someone who trained under mitsuo iso who's one of the greatest animators of all time oshiyama is incredibly talented he as far as i know can't doesn't seems to have a hard time getting a job in the industry these days unless it's like for doing demon design so of course that's what they brought him in to do honestly i feel like if he was directing chainsaw man it would be the most incredible ridiculous thing you've seen in your entire life but it's great having someone of this caliber uh designing the creatures even if like you know i get the sense watching the show that the creatures are adhering more to the designs from the comics than they already than they are to Oshiyama's own style. Kensuke Ushio, who did music for Ping Pong and for many other highly acclaimed series, hey, of course, of and Devilman Crybaby, which is a series that Kiyotaka Oshiyama also contributed to, at, and he did demon designs for that as well. I mean, honestly, a lot of the staff list is like, hey, this show's kind of like Chainsaw Man. Let's just like poach those people who worked on that and bring them in, right? So Kensuke Ushio is sort of doing a signature kind of electronic melancholy score, which isn't a perfect fit for everything in Chainsaw Man, but definitely really works in some moments. And then, of course, for the the opening music, you have Kenshi Yonezu, who's like one of the big pop musicians in Japan right now, as well as like a sort of vocaloid producer and composer from the past. And you have 12 different ending songs by several of the most popular artists currently working in Japan. Only so, some of which are getting animated yeah. endings, however. So this is this is a kind of list where you look at it and you're like, okay, these people are going to make the best anime ever made. Like this is like all many of the most talented people working in the industry right now, people have turned out hits in the past and they've all been recruited on the one project by someone who's like yep. still young, has plenty to prove, could make like the greatest thing you ever seen in your whole life. However, yeah. And let me ask you this then, because what I've gotten from this is that in spite of all of this technical proficiency, and, and it's definitely there, this is not like there's very yeah, little you there. can technically complain about. Although I have friends who are complaining about the CGI. And I, look, I get it. They themselves 
do like digital art and I get why maybe like you'd look at it with eyes that are too close to it. But I think overall the CGI has been fairly good in this even. But all of that said, this is not yet fully clicked. I think you've had a better experience with that episode four, same as I did, but to your own statement, it hasn't fully clicked. So what do you think it is? That oh, isn't... I don't know. Ask me, has it fully clicked? Do you think I think it's fully clicked? Oh, I thought you said you did, you, it hasn't fully oh, clicked. Oh, I haven't even you. said it yet. Oh, you did. You said earlier in response to oh, that. Oh, did I? Oh, sorry. No, yeah. my answer was going to be. So here's the thing. I think Chainsaw Man is very good. It's not great yet. And yeah, considering yeah, the outrageously yeah. talented people working on the show, it's like, why isn't this there? Right. Right. So that's why. So, so yeah, yeah. So why? Why isn't right. it there, Adam? Um, Tell us. I, I was thinking about it. I was thinking really hard because there are things about it I really like and respect. I think the fact that it's so focused on movies and cinema mm-hmm. as a lens is important i think i've seen some I mean, you know there was a piece that was published there's this website called sakuga blog where several people write about animation in the industry and the person they wrote a piece about chainsaw man and they were responding to some critiques people have said which is like why is it that the ending animations for chainsaw man are so much more stylistically varied than the show like isn't it the case that the ending animations are like much more in keeping with the spirit of the comic than the show itself like why didn't they get those people to make the series and the answer to that is it's the director of the show who went out of his way or like people associated with him who went out of their way to recruit all those people. Like all of, if you watch the endings, there is like a lot of really bonkers stylistic experimentation in there, but it's all, you know, you can sort of watch the series and you see some of that reflected in there. Like these are people who are very aware what the appeal of the source is and are replicating that on screen. There are many small details in the series so far that are very much riffing on things in the comic that you might miss if you're in paying close attention. So this is like definitely a very careful adaptation. It has a lot of really good stuff in it. However, I think about what we've seen so far. I can't help but think about, and I feel bad about this because Alex, I know you haven't seen this show yet. Uh, Mob Psycho 100. Oh yeah. Which nope. is currently air- the third season that is currently airing it's three seasons. in. this is the final season one of i mean arguably the best action shows of the past several years from studio bones it's a series that takes a lot of the appeal from the original comic the the staging the movement of the characters sort of the spirit of the designs as rough as it is and somehow takes it to this completely new level while retaining what's appealing about it like, I think the director, Yuzuru Tachikawa, he said he was building the series out as a box of surprises. It's not necessarily deep, but it'll always be entertaining in that way because there's always something that comes around the pipe you weren't expecting. I think the fact that it, you know, it finds the core of the material and finds a way to express it in animation in ways that you weren't expecting, but in retrospect make complete sense. This is something that I don't think Chainsaw Man has been able to do yet but that's also by design because Chainsaw Man is so much more limited. Like, this is also something that Sakuga blog article gets at. It's like, while the Chainsaw Man comic is purposefully all over the place in terms of tone, um, the anime is much more... It flattens the material. It says, this is going to be the serious David Fincher style taking it. When there are jokes, the jokes will be delivered as if they're taking place in reality. When there are fights... The fights will be delivered as if they're taking place in reality. It's admirable, I guess, that they're sticking so firmly to what it is, especially because like movies and cinema are key to Chainsaw Man like from the beginning. 
but at the same time it does limit what they can accomplish in animation like it raises the point of if you're making a if you're making a series for animation and you have all these opportunities to do things you can't do in live action why are you making something that's more like live action especially when he has like change something that offers so many new opportunities and you know they can do it because you watch the ending animations and those very clearly exploit what animation can do yeah can't but that's the question can and we again we spoke about some of this offline already because it's it's just so there to to debate is can chainsaw man be anything more in its first four or maybe even three episodes because it is such a linear path that denji needs to follow from that point a of you know the tragedy that is his life becoming chainsaw man being recruited and then, you know, kind of being confronted with the reality of being a devil hunter and what that practically means. Yeah. Like, literally all of that world building is so direct. It's true. I mean, all my favorite material anyway, like, comes after the season we're watching. So right. it could be next season right. comes up and suddenly it's really good. But what I'll say, um, in the fourth episode of the show, since you asked what were your feelings about the fourth episode. Right. The way that Denja reacts to power when power says, okay, fine, you can touch my boob. And you watch how denji his whole body just he raises his hands to the heavens like yes i did it right (laughs) like you compare that to episode two it feels like there the characters are more restrained like even though it's still kind of cartoonish they're behaving in ways that are more like oh this is the way someone in in jujutsu kaisen would behave it's not the way a chainsaw man character would behave necessarily but the way that denji just completely lifts like uh, suddenly emotes in a way that is just very idiosyncratic and very dingy is like capturing the spirit of it there. Or also later on, despite like this episode has these quiet moments of Aki, but it also manages to capture the scene where power is going in the bathroom and Denji and Aki are disgusted. Like that makes those scenes work. I think it's just, I mean, you know, the, I think the storyboarder director of that episode is a comedy direct has done comedies in the past. And so maybe they just have a better handle of how to tell funny jokes, but I really hope going forward, we see those directors given more freedom and that they are not restrained. There are shows airing right now this season, actually like uh, Bochi the rock, for instance, which is a show that every episode just gives you something completely weird and unexpected. Like a character will throw up and you'll see like two minutes of footage of like various waterfalls right (laughs) just that kind of stylistic experimentation there are shows out there right now that are doing the kind of stuff chainsaw man could do more regularly so i have a theory yeah which is that i think chainsaw man will do those things yeah when it is appropriate but because the beginning and and this i think relates to my own experience with the manga where the manga did almost lose me in that beginning yeah you know sort of phase and I think you're having a similar rough time of it with the anime now. And part of me wonders that w- is their approach to the beginning of the anime a response to the reaction that I had, which is to say that, you know, it, it just felt crude. Maybe. And then so their response to that is, well, let's just make it the best looking crude we can. We'll make it really cinematic so that people it's, will it's just very really polished, appreciate that. Which is not you the know? same thing as expressive, I think. Right where I was sort of happy episode four was that it found that more idiosync, like the characters would express themselves in ways that broke against that more realistic feeling, which was, it doesn't have to do that all the time, but the people working in the episode were given the freedom to do that was interesting. 
Like, I definitely right. hope that, I mean, especially because, like, it's fun to see new people try new techniques. And considering this is a show that has a lot of young people working on it, and especially a lot of young right. indie animators working on it, I would hope that they are given the chance to really stretch well, themselves because that's what the show deserves, right? To that point, and this is slight spoiler, but I'll just, this is all, all, I, all I will say is when they're in the hotel. Oh, yeah. There's so much there they could do with that. For sure. And I think that'll be a, well, it'll be very revealing in terms of how they do it and how it's yeah. executed, I guess. Yeah. Or even how someone like uh, Kubini, Kubini uh, is executed, like how yeah. that character is handled, I think will tell us a lot about what they're doing. Like if it's play sort of as horror, if it'll be comedy, we'll, we'll have to find out. Right. I'm sure either way, if we get an ending sequence focusing around Kobini, it may be better or worse than the power one. We'll, we'll have to see how things go. We'll see. Yeah. But um, on that note, um, maybe maybe this has bled through. Maybe it has not. But there is a cat in the background that is uh, just crying in desperation. Too, too bad. Alex, what are your feeling, your final feelings about Chainsaw Man? Um, what part in that you think is going to be covered in the first season are you most excited to seeing? Are you most excited to see? Mm, that's a good question. Without spoiling anything for a viewer. The, the, the thing that I'm most excited about seeing adapted is, is not probably going to be in the first season. Um, but in the first season, oh, man, I don't know. I'd have to think Here's about that mine. more carefully. Uh, Denji's first kiss. If they cheap out on oh, that. Oh, shit, no. Yeah. Yes. I got him oh, to swear again. 100%. If they cheap out on that, MAPPA. <laughs> A studio that, is, that has historic <laughs> has a historic reputation for labor bad labor practices and mismanagement. If Mappa cheaps out on that, just like they cheaped out on Denji seeing about his sweet union job, we're gonna have words. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, that is I would have said that probably was my favorite moment not in this. Not that I'm gonna like um, curse them out on Twitter or anything, because Twitter is not gonna exist because Elon Musk is junking it, but also because like animators and the anime industry Yo. already get yelled at enough. Let's speaking of that. speaking of Twitter, I'm hearing rumors that they're literally asking people to come back to work after they fired I them. I heard because because they didn't realize how critical uh -oh. they were. That's it looks like so the Twitter sad. devils causing serious <laughs> problems. Oh boy, that's the other so. great thing about Chainsaw Man. You can sort of say anytime something happens, you're like uh oh, it looks like people are worried about the social media devil, or it looks like the politics devils causing serious problems. It's so applicable to so many things. It is. But Alex, you still haven't answered my question yet. What am I most excited yeah. about? Well, no, it's the it's the puke scene. Oh yeah, I didn't say what God it was. God damn it! I ah. I can't believe I did that. Okay, it's uh, fine. We didn't say what happens. Uh, yeah, Re listener, you will find out exactly what we are talking about. Wow, I'm so bad about spoilers, y'all. I'm sorry. Okay, um, I was actually trying to figure out where it happens relative to where we are now, like in the manga. Yeah. So, I'm but you know, I curious. should say I've been a little down the anime adaptation. However. It has a lot of good parts in it. I admire it. I think the director is really talented. I think a lot of good people are working on it. Most people I know who are following the show seem to really dig it, especially people who like haven't seen or people who like have seen a bunch of anime but aren't super deep into the scene. Like it seems to really be working for them. So, you know, as far as I know, I'm definitely curious to see how it's gonna evolve. And I'm definitely watching the ending sequences every week because those have been really fun so far. Also, I'm gonna I don't frequently edit to this level of uh, of meticulousness. I'm gonna bleep out what I said earlier. Oh, that's getting bleeped out. It's, it's gonna up, be it's the, up to you. It's gonna be the bleep scene, and that's God. gonna make it okay. even worse. Is this whole sequence gonna be in there? Oh yeah, we're gonna keep everything else in, but I'm just gonna literally bleep what I said. Okay, Alex, anything more you want to add about Chainsaw Man before we wrap up? Um, about the anime, the music. 
No, uh, I mean, the fight it's, scenes. it's, it's, it's just, it's definitely the, the thing that I find most interesting about the anime ad- adaptation is how much they're trying to make it just look cool. Like, yeah, from the music to the, the dance, the dancing and the, and the intro sequence, like it's definitely trying to hit that sweet and spot. To be fair, Chainsaw Man should not always be cool. I think. Right. Like should if you make awkward. it too cool, you lose out on <laughs> it. Times. Like you need yeah. that sort of, I don't know, like to name a really old show that's going to date me immediately. You need some of that freaks and geeks energy. Oh, for I guess. real. Yeah. No, just like agreed. having characters be awkward and mess up and make terrible mistakes. Like if that's not there, it's like, Oh, what is this? Like, it's just Naruto well, or something. I sometimes it's just kind of sad. And I mean, that's yeah. that, you know, it's like, you or f- pathetic. Yeah. Right? Pathetic. That's yeah. the word. That's what I was uh, thinking of. Um, and we we will see if it can do yeah, that. I mean, we'll it, have to find out. And the scene that we alluded to certainly has a lot of that going. So, uh, For, I mean, there are a lot of you have your choice of scenes that go there. That's true. Even in the first part, that's relatively restrained. There's there's still bits. Yeah. Another thing I want to see: cigarette saying, uh, "Never knows best." And later, easy revenge. We'll have to see. We it's very exciting. See. Yeah. Um. All right. So as we are now winding down, uh, was there anything else you wanted to add, Adam, before um, we wrap up? Nothing much I can think of. I think I've already talked plenty about Chainsaw Man. I'm still curious to see how the anime plays out. My favorite ending sequence so far is definitely the power ending because it reminds me a lot of some of the indie animation I've seen people do. Chainsaw Man fans, if you're curious, there's a ton of fan-made animation by people that came up before the show was released. I definitely recommend seeking some of those out because some of those sequences are actually really well done. There are some very talented people out there who were sort of making fan animation of this series. There are fan-made openings. There's a really good set of fan-made endings that someone made set to a cover of a Sheena Ringo song, which I think is honestly still definitive in terms of like capturing the appeal of the comic for me. So definitely take a look out for some of that. Some of it's really good. Um, cool. But I'm really curious to see how it's going to play out. And if it does, like people are hoping, become the big thing, or if it'll just become one of many big things, or if it never... like hits demon level demon slayer levels of popularity i don't know we're gonna have to see how it plays out yeah it is a very it's a very odd series in some ways despite the fact that in other ways it's like the most mainstream you can get it's like a shonen jump title adapted by the people who did jutsu kaisen with an all-star staff like of course it's gonna be really huge and it's like a violent fight comic which is like the one kind of comic that sells really well in the u.s from japan so true but i would I think what will dictate the success or failure of Chainsaw Man is whether people are able to look beyond it's just good-looking fights. Yeah, and that's a tough thing. If they they need to be able to capture that in the show and stuff like Aki, right? Or um, I think the third episode has some really great moments too. The first episode, honestly, like the scenes with Denji and Pochita together, I think those are actually Mm -hmm. handled very well. When the show does serious moments, I think it's it's actually landed them excellently. Like, Kensuke Ushio's score really helps in those sequences. It'll just, you know, it remains to be seen the more out there moments, the moments of, like, really dark humor. Like, the car scene with yeah. Power and Kobini, which is later, of course. That is going to be the next, probably yeah. the next season. Um, or the, even the third. Yeah, Kobini's car, depending one of on the how they most break popular yeah. characters in the show, in the story, canonically. Yeah. So, but uh, Alex, where can people find you on the internet? Um, before that, just oh. really quick, really quick plug okay, that okay. I wanted to make. 
Um, I literally this morning read The Night Eaters, She Eats the Night by Marjorie Liu and Sana Takeda. This is the monstrous. The monstrous team who took a quick hiatus from doing monstrous. Which is a very epic intense violent emotional fantasy series yeah with lots Loosely of romance and betrayal manga. and and magic and it's like what a cool female alchemist people. but a female main character whose arm eats people i guess but there's like way more to that uh, kind well. of yeah, yeah it's it's more about it there's like a almost cthulhu like you know you know but not in like Elder a gr- not in a gross way. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wait, it, it gets gross. It gets gross. Well, like Lovecraft, um, when you bring up Lovecraft, you're bringing in a whole bunch of other stuff. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, but there's there's a lot going on in Monstrous. And um, also, I've, I have clearly strong feelings about the art of Santa Takeda because I have a TCAF poster from 2019. Yeah, it's on Alex's uh, 2017, wall. not 2019. But what is, what is the Night Eaters? Um, so the Night Eaters is very different in some ways from Monstrous because it is set in a modern day setting. It is as much about the Asian American immigrant experience as it is about demons and monsters mm. and scary things and uh, monstrous houses. So there's definitely, you know, there's definitely yeah. a monstrous um, through line between both works, but because of the modern day setting and the ways in which it maybe feels more personal uh, to the creators, uh, it, it it has a kind of a hipper maybe. And uh, the first vibe. bit of that is out? Uh, so book one is out. Okay. It is a standalone story you can read from beginning to end. Obviously, it sets up more in future books, but it is not quite the same epic through line yeah. that you would Listener, have. you can monsters. buy it right now. You can read book one from beginning to end. You get hit by, yep. the, by the cliffhanger ending. You're like, oh, no, I can't wait till 2023. Yep. Uh, since Alex brought it up, I'm also going to name drop something. Please, yes. Common Writer Black Sun on Ooh, Amazon yes. Prime. I have not finished it yet. I wrote a piece for it for Slash Show after watching the first four episodes or so. It is, uh, so Kamen Rider is a series of children's superhero shows from Japan about a guy kind of wearing a vaguely bug-inspired suit running around and fighting bad guys. Most of these shows are targeted at children. Some of them, like uh, Kamen Rider W, Kamen Rider 4s, Kamen Rider Builds, sort of have little cult fandoms in the United States. Um, But, so Kamen Rider Black Sun is based on an earlier Common Rider series, Common Rider Black, that's still for kids, but also like a bit darker and meaner. And Black Sun, by comparison, is very dark and mean. It is Common Rider doing, it's like taking this show for kids about like this doomed friendship between brothers who must fight each other and only the strongest can survive. It's taking that and turning that into a political thriller slash crime epic. And, um, taking a bunch of stuff from the original and really complicating it in a way that is not always faithful to sort of the more simple pleasure of the original, but is very sort of, I think, interesting and ambitious in terms of how willing it is to just have a point of view and just rip into Japan's current government and make observations and critiques Mm. of where things are going. I mean, it's a show, I think, if you wanted to do a deeper critique on it, there'd be all kinds of things to say about it, good or bad. But I will say... If you've been curious about Common Writer, if you're a Common Writer fan, but you're like, oh, I want something that's like more for older audiences, I guess, it doesn't ride that line between superhero entertainment and like deeper stories as gracefully as something like Ultraman Nexus. It's much louder and more in your face than that. But I think people might get a kick out of it, especially if you like stuff like Watchmen or mm. something like a Concrete Revolutio, 
which is an anime series from several years ago that was like an alternate pop culture history of the Showa era that had a lot of really cool stuff in it. I feel like either of those things, I think Kamen Rider Black Sun may have something for you. Also, there's like a guy who turns into a giant scary grasshopper man and rips off a Spider-Man's head and throws it to the ground. If you're into that kind of stuff, that's in there too. So definitely a pretty interesting series worth checking out a couple episodes. And it's short. It's 10 episodes. It has a proper yep. ending. And that's yep. a, that's a, honestly a very compelling uh, element because right. uh, after we were talking about this earlier, I might check it out. So, yeah. Um, all right. So with that said, Adam, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter as W-E-N-D-E-E-G-O, Indigo, as long as Twitter is alive. <laughs> we don't know how much longer that's going to be. True. I also opened a co-host at the username oh, Pig. So you can find me over there. I've just been writing like a bunch of pieces about RPG Maker game because I'm a huge nerd. It's like, of course, I'll get invested in stuff that people are like, why are you writing about that? Well, because I want to, and there's cool stuff. That'll Slash film stuff is still coming out, working on some things for Crunchyroll too, and maybe for some other websites. Ooh. I had a piece for Anime Herald that came out recently, actually about Look Back by Tatsuki hey. Fujimoto and about another thing we watched in our anime club, The Hey Case Story, nice. and about the Kyoto Animation arson as well. So if you're interested in any of that, feel free to check it out. Um, I'm just, you know, trying to get by putting cool stuff out there in the world. Yeah. Yeah. And also uh, writing pieces about Gundam Acid Airs, which Gundam Witch from Mercury, extremely wild show. I don't know if they're going to be able to finish it based on what it looks like behind (laughs) the scenes, but it's been a lot of fun to watch. I choked just hearing that. And if it falls to pieces, that'll Uh... also be a lot of fun. Yeah, I, 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 part of me is like, I want to wait until it's done and then I'll watch it all. But right. but also it's like, man, the track. But Alex, <laughs> then you can add the suspense. You know, next week there's going to be a recap episode, a recap episode after six episodes of the show. That's where they're at right now. <laughs> but then, yeah, but then I'd be missing out the trash fire yeah. that is this production. So I mean, don't get me wrong. The show is great. And there's a lot of really great fan art that's coming out. So if anything at the show where you say, oh, what is uh, Choo Choo? the character with very large mouse-like pink hair purposely designed to look like Choo Choo from Revolutionary Girl Udina. Like, what is she doing this week? How does she fit her hair inside of a helmet? Why is she, like, whacking a wall with a giant wrench? How is is um, the polycule ending for Witch of Mercury going to be canon or not? I think we're taking, we've taken one step toward that ending this week, so I, we'll have to see how I think out. I think you're, you're making the best pitch for us eventually watching this anime. So perhaps, but all right, we digress very quickly uh, where you can find me on uh, Twitter at uh, Alex B. Lup, L-U-P, uh, and on Twitch at Thimbalion13, that's T-H-I-N-B-A-L-I-O-N, one, three. Um, I may be streaming a little bit more Fire Emblem. Uh, yeah, you're still going through Path of Radiance, right? Yep. Um, one of the Fire Emblem games people really love, maybe the best in the whole series historically. I definitely it's a really controversial enjoy it. take, but it's one I've seen people make. Yeah, it, it is. It is very good. I really enjoy it. Um, chapter seventeen is is long and, and difficult, and I, I hit a bit of a speed bump there. But looking to maybe finish that soon. Um, there's more Fire Emblems in the near future, but may take a bit of a break in between. Maybe maybe play. You should follow him on else. Twitch and bully him the bully him into playing the Super Nintendo Fire Emblem title. That's true. If I'm crying tears of blood playing Path of Radiance, I'm yeah, Path of Radiance is one of the easier ones. Um, Thracia, Thracia, I think. Yeah, apparently it's the there's some pretty bonkers ones. You know, uh, this is the the foible of playing more modern 
uh, Fire Emblem games, you get used to the like undo buttons that those games provide you. Oh, to be fair, so. I've heard Conquest, uh, Fire Emblem Fates Conquest, is actually pretty difficult. Like if you're a hardcore Fire Emblem head who likes complicated puzzle battles, afterwards. I'll be playing that soon. I oh have it. Oh boy, that's coming. But anyway, we digress further, and we need to go eat some food because we're probably starving by now. So hope you all enjoyed, and have a good night. Until until then, goodbye forever.